Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And today we're going to start off with, uh, well, we've got a couple of fights to talk about. And uh, we've got Naoya uh, Inoue to talk about. He's ready to take on uh, two more world titles, if you will, and become the pound-for-pound king of boxing when he challenges for the super bantamweight crown. Uh, going up against Stephen Fulton, uh, the WBC, WBO world champ at the moment. The three-division world champion known as the Monster will embark on this quest, as we all know, on Tuesday, July 25th. The fulton Inoue, uh fight occurs at the Ariaki Arena in Tokyo, Japan. It's being shown live on ESPN+, Plus, but likely here on the East Coast, probably four in the morning. Um in the 12-round co-feature, Cuban sensation, Robese Altran Ramirez, 12-1, and one, seven knockouts, will make his first defense to the WBO featherweight world title against Japanese contender Shatoshi Shimuzu, who's 11-1, with 10 knockouts. So the Fulton Inoue Ramirez uh, Shimuzu uh, undercard fights will stream live and exclusively in the U.S. starting, as I said, at 4.30 a.m. Eastern time. And that would be... 1.30 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, Inoue is challenging for bait, uh, for bait, for a belt for the first time in five years. He's confident he can pick up another victory, and a win for Inoue will stop Errol Spence or Terence Crawford from becoming pound-for-pound pound number one a few days later. Uh, he says, uh, coming up to junior featherweight to challenge Stephen Fulton for the title has given me great motivation. I get excited thinking about this fight. And how I'll perform, I've been watching the film of Fulton, and I think he's a very intelligent fighter. I haven't been a challenger in five years, and this has heightened my motivation as well. I think I'll be able to perform better than before. And on the very delays that have occurred, he goes, uh, due to my injury, the fight had to be rescheduled for the 25th. But I feel grateful for the cooperation of everyone involved in the promotion and Team Fulton to make this happen. Right on. Uh, in other news related, uh, there was a bit of a hand wrap dispute at the, the press conference. I don't know if you saw that or not. Uh, the press conference for that forthcoming WBC WBO 122-pound title bout between Fulton and Inui took place uh, a couple of days ago on Saturday in Yokohama, Japan. And there happened a controversy on hand wrapping caused by Fulton's eloquent trainer, Wahid Rahim. He talked long, but people there couldn't fully understand what he wanted to say. When questioned, Rahim claimed that Inouye's hand wrapping should be properly done with, serp- with fair supervision. Naya coolly replied, I fought 24 times, all fair and square. They seem a little too nervous and sensitive, and they need not worry about the fairness of this bout. Hideyuki Oshi. Uh, World ex-champ and Inouye's manager, promoter, looked frustrated by his comment and said, Nayawa engaged in 19 world title bouts, and there were definitely no problems happening. The defending champ, Fulton, confidently said, I'd like to fight intelligently and enjoy fighting. I wouldn't accept nothing but my victory. The challenger, Inouye, said, this time I am the challenger, which greatly motivates me. I believe Fulton is the best and strongest in the super bandweight class. And if I beat him, I'll be able to prove I am the best. I hope so. 
So Monster Inui was presented with a prestigious WBO super belt for his previous unification of the four bodies bantamweight belts by WBO president Paco the Carcel. WBO featherweight titleist Robisi Ramirez said, I don't have much information on the challenger Shimizu, but I think he's one of those Japanese fighters who will battle with heart. I prepared well for that. Uh, Shimizu, for his part, 37 years of age, by the way, said, for me, this is as important a fight as I boxed in the Olympic Games in London against Luke Campbell. I believe that would have been 2012. I know Ramirez is very fast and skillful, but I'd like to utilize my style and show my best. And this show will be presented by Ohashi Promotions. Good for them. All righty, let's move along to uh, the big controversy that's happened a few days ago, and that would be George Kambosos. Uh, he be he believes he deserves his uh, 12 round majority division division decision over IBO world, lightweight world champion Maxi Hughes when they fought on Saturday, and he said on Twitter, "I a close fight is not a robbery." The fundamental problem is that the boxing public didn't view it as a close fight, as many saw it as a lopsided 10-2 or 9-3 win for Hughes, 26-6-2, uh, by the way, five knockouts, who schooled Cambosis from start to finish, making him look like a fighter with rudimentary skills. The judges, by the way, scored at 114-114, 117-111, and 115-113. And our very own Cedric Ben on his show, The Scorecard, will go over the uh, the details, if you will, of that fight. Uh, the faces of Emperor Cambosa's coaches showed that even when they thought he lost it, as though they looked they were attending a funeral, they all had a gloomy look on their gobs that told the whole story. Uh, the little emperor had been gifted a decision in a fight that he only appeared to win one clear round. Cambosis looked far worse against Hughes than he did in his last two fights with Devin Haney, but the difference is he didn't have the same three judges on duty for his two defeats last year. With those judges working the two Haney fights, it's possible that Cambosis would have won because they seem to have a different way of scoring. Given how Cambosis was missing his shots all night against Hughes, the judges scored the rounds based on his aggression rather than on punches landed. They had, uh, filled, they had to have filtered out the left hands that Hughes was landing and focused entirely on Cambosis pressing the action. Here is uh, George Cambosis' tweet. He said, a close fight is not a robbery. With that being said, full respect to Maxi. Uh, we knew he would come to fight and how dangerous he was. A true top 10 lightweight for my return. We give him the utmost respect. It was an honor to share the ring with another warrior and family man. On the undercard, by the way, in a heavyweight battle, Australia's Joe Goodall pushed his record at 10-1-1 with nine knockouts when the heavyweight scored an upset victory by technical knockout against former future star Stephen Shaw. The Brisbane banger recorded the best win of his career on the undercard to fellow Aussie George Cambosas versus Maxi Hughes undercard. Yes, that was a good fight indeed. Goodall inflicted a second defeat on Shaw, who now drops to 18-2 and two with 13 knockouts. Shaw's only other previous loss was a close decision against Effie Agjabba. Uh, the latest humbling is damaging to Shaw's future chances of contesting for a world title. Floored twice, Shaw succumbed in the sixth round. His corner threw in the towel with seconds left of the section. Uh, a lack of head movement and shipping too many punches was all she wrote. 
Shaw now enters the also-ran list of contenders after being built up as a potential American heavyweight champion. Right on. Okay, let's move along quickly to heavyweights. It's well known that uh, Deontay Wilder is in talks at face Auntie Joshua in uh, December, early 2024, presuming the Brit comes through his rematch against uh, Dillian White on August 12th. But the American isn't keen to sit on the sidelines and wait, but has struggled, much like Fury did recently, to find an opponent. So, former fighter turned promoter Dimitri Salida has the answer to that. He aims uh, to offer, and has a, yeah, to change all that, yeah, and he's offered his charge, Jermaine Franklin. I reported this last week uh, as an opponent uh, for the Bronze Bomber. He said, uh, we're exploring a few different possibilities. I believe that a fight with Franklin and Deontay Wilder makes a lot of sense because he's fought all the top guys and is world-class. I don't know what Deontay Wilder has left after those three very difficult fights with Tyson Fury. It's something that we're interested in exploring. From what I understand, uh, one day the fight with Andy Ruiz is on, the other day it's off. So it's a very fluid situation. Uh, Salida also floated the idea of a fight uh, with Ruiz, Joseph Parker, or a rematch with Dillian White. Despite losing two of his last three, Franklin has impressed uh, by taking both White and Joshua the distance. He got back to winning ways recently in his hometown of Detroit by beating Isaac Munoz Gutierrez over the distance. Good for him. All right. Ah, yes, the opinion of Shakur Stevenson. Uh, let's have a quick look here. Shakur Stevenson and Devin Haney could face off on November 18th in Las Vegas with the decision hinging on one green light. Haney needs to confirm to the WBC that he intends to defend his lightweight title for the organization to approve Stevenson as a mandatory challenger. A deadline has been set for this week. Stevenson's promoter, Bob Arum, has already earmarked the date and venue for the 2-8 World Champion next fight. Haney could get a massive offer to fill the slot on Formula One Grand Prix weekend. All Haney has to do is give one more fight at 135 the green light, and fans can look forward to two of the most exciting young boxers in the world colliding again. It happened recently with Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia, a pay-per-view bout that broke records in April. Both men are undefeated and have held world titles at different weight classes. A fight between them would be a highly anticipated clash of styles. A fight between Stevenson and Haney is predicted to be close and competitive. The two boxers have been calling out uh, each other for a fight for some time, but no deal has been made. It is possible that the fight could happen this year, and if it does occur, it'd be one of the biggest fights in boxing uh, and end the year with a bang. In their most recent fights in the sixth round, Stevenson defeated uh, Shushiro Yoshini uh, by technical knockout and Devin Haney, as we all know, uh, defeated Vasily Lomachenko by unanimous decision, uh, but was it was a highly contentious fight. Uh, Lomachenko wanted a rematch, but Haney moved on quickly. Lomachenko eventually said, I think it never happens uh, uh, with respect to Haney returning to the table, and I, I think it never happens because I think they're scared. I don't believe so, but I'm sure he's scared. He understands. He lost the fight. His father understands what happened. You and everyone saw what he said after nine rounds in the corner. My people are talking about the 12th round that I lost, but I didn't need to win that round. I understand I won the fight. I won a lot of the rounds, uh, but I kept my conditioning. I keep my score and my finished fight. 
After 12 rounds, I was sure I won this fight. I was very happy. Haney agreeing to face uh, Stevenson after Loma would signal that he intends to take on all comers as the undisputed title holder. Woo! All right, uh, to wrap up today's show, I just want to uh, give a shout-out to our friends over at Birmingham, uh, taking place at the, the Eastside Rooms on Woodcock Street in Birmingham. Uh, BCB Promotions is hosting a show this upcoming weekend, a day after the big uh, Spence and Crawford tilt. Uh, it's going to be a tournament, winner-take-all, among those participating. There's a young man by the name of Danny Williams, uh, let's have a quick look here and just see if I've got some other names. Um, Williams first has business to attend in Birmingham, 10 months on from his last pro outing, where he made it to a no uh, through a second uh, four-round point success. Uh, dangerous Danny Wills outpointed Lee Hallett and Christian Navarro's in 2022, his pro debut year after limited experience in the amateur ranks. He has only 13 amateur bouts and is containing seven victories, uh, while coach uh, Tony Chadwick is still training him. Uh, so he goes on to make some quotes about how well he's going to do after breaking his thumb. But I don't see any information about who else is fighting. I know it's a, it's a winner-take-all. I believe there's 6,000 pounds on the table, potentially as much as 8,000 pounds. Oh, yes. There's an 8,000-pound prize going to the winner of the eight-man one-night winner-take-all tournament, uh, along with being installed as the challenger to the Midlands lightweight title over in the UK. So this fist fight's going to take place, as I said, at the Eastside Rooms in Birmingham. Uh, tickets are available, uh, 40-pound standard or 75-pound uh, VIP ringside. Uh, you can buy them either directly from the boxers or by visiting myfighttickets.com. And they also might be available on talkingfight.com's website under the tickets available uh, page. Thanks very much for joining me. Appreciate it. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. And we'll see you later on when I join some of my cohorts on talkingfight.com and their shows, including uh, Knuckle Up and Rings, Ring Talk with Lou Eisen.